Right, Bezat Hashem will go through the simin in our Terebah that speaks about the customs of Shabbos Hagol. What is Shabbos Hagol prior to this, understand? Shabbos, obviously the seventh day of the week, before Pesach, is known as Shabbos Hagol. For Shabbos, which precedes Pesach, was when the firstborn came to the Jewish houses and saw that the Jews were preparing the carbon Pesach. As we know, that's why we read Parsha Sachedesh in the beginning, right before the Shabbos Sachedesh, or on Shabbos Sachedesh of Sachedesh Nisan. Because in Parsha Sachedesh, it speaks about the taking of Hashem's commandment to the Jewish people that they take the lamb. And then bring it up as a sacrifice. That should be the sacrifice of the carbon Pesach. With its blood, Hashem commanded that they smear the doorposts in their household. In order that Hashem will be able to differentiate between the doors of the non-Jews of the Mitzrayim and the Egyptians and the doors of the Jewish people. For the final Makkah, the final plague that was befallen upon the Egyptians, was the plague of the death of the firstborn. So therefore, the sacrifice of the carbon Pesach, of the Pesach sacrifice, is directly connected with the death of the firstborn. So now when the, Jew, the Egyptians saw the Jews taking this lamb, that they were going to use for the carbon Pesach, for the Paschal sacrifice, they were stunned. said, what are you doing? So they told them, Hashem is going to redeem us from Mitzrayim in five days from now. So today we are taking, which is the 10th day of the month, we are taking a lamb for our sacrifice for our carbon, that we were, and with it we were smear the doors. So now this is the first time the firstborn actually found out about this coming plague because obviously they knew that there were nine other plagues but they didn't know that this one was coming because when Moshe presented his case to Pari, Pari said, scram. Now, the Egyptians, obviously being the firstborn Egyptians, were very, very, very unhappy with this because it means that they're going to die. What they had to do was, so they, they went and they approached their fathers and they said well, what is going on here why are you not fighting on our behalf we are your firstborn sons you know take care of the situation tell pharaoh you should let us go and a war broke out on that shabbos and it was a great great miracle because it was it wasn't only that hashem was striking the, the egyptians but it was also that the, the egyptians were striking the own their own Egyptians, similar to that of the coming of Mashiach, maybe speedily in our days, where the nations will fight against the other nations as we see. Therefore, and this is what David HaMalach, King David, alludes to when he says in, in Tehillim, in Psalms, with when Hashem struck the Egyptians with a plague of their firstborn. Not the actual plague of firstborn, but with their firstborn, that the firstborn were the ones who actually killed out now. Question is, why don't we just make it on every single on every single year? Let's just make it on the tenth day of the month of Nisan, like we do every other holiday that comes about. Tenth day comes around, we do we do what happened on that day. 
So, well, not necessarily the 10th day. Well, the only 10th day we have is Yom Kippur, and we have the Asar of Tavis. The 10th day, the 10th day of the month of Tavis, the 10th day of the month of Tishrei, where we obviously both, actually, common denominator between them is that we fast on both of them. This is generally the way things work. If something happened on such a day, on that day we should, the word in Yiddish is parave. We should celebrate, we should commemorate on that day that it, that it transpired. Why then do we not do it on this day? Because this is the day that Miriam, Moshe's, Moshe and Aaron's sister passed away. The sister of Moses. And when it falls out on a weekday, it is established as a fast day. Even though we don't fast during the month of Nisan, but that was what took place much later. So therefore, that, that in those times, it was established as a fast day. And ever since then, because of this okay, well, happening, because of the firstborn standing up against their fathers, the day was called Shabbos HaGadol. On, this, on Shabbos HaGadol, this great Shabbos, the one prior to Pesach, it is customary that we say, after we pray the Mincha prayer, we say the passage of Avadim Hayinu, which is the beginning of the Haggadah, which is what the the story which we read of the sto- the command, as we actually learned previously, of the eight commandments that Hashem has given us from the Torah in regards to Pesach. One of the commandments, the final commandment actually is to speak about the story, to tell over the story of the exodus from Egypt, this story, the whole Haggadah tells us about our slavery in Egypt and our freedom from the exodus and our exile in Egypt. Therefore, we read part of it on Shabbos itself. Because, why do, so why do we read part of it on Shabbos until after Dayenu? Because this is when the beginning of the miracle began. And all the wonders, this was the beginning of the exile, even though the beginning of the exile started by the ten plagues, but this was really the beginning of the walk out of Mitzrayim. And now, even if Erev Pesach falls out on Shabbos HaGol and Erev Pesach are the same, in other words, that Matzah Shabbos is the first Seder night, which means that on Saturday night we begin Pesach, nevertheless we still say Avadam Ayinu by Mincha. Now, the Haftarah, which is the portion which is read after the reading of the Torah, is also part of this a, a similar story. Not really a story of, of Pesach, but it's something which is in connection with Pesach, the Haftarah of Shabbos HaGadol, even though it is a regular Shabbos, but I don't think, I don't believe that we do this today. Um... Anyway, just to a, a little insight. I know we're going a little over time and I'm not talking very clearly. However, the Rebbe explains in a mimer. A mimer is a Hasidic discourse. That the Rebbe explained in the, the Rebbe spoke about a certain passage in the, in the, a certain Pasuk in the Torah. The Pasuk says, when your ch- child will ask you, when your child will ask, what is this? What is this? What are these mitzvahs? Why do we have these three components in mitzvahs? There are three types of mitzvahs. There's a chukim, mishpatim, and edus. There, each one are some are something else. The mishpatim, a mishpat, is something which is generally accepted around 
by the entire world because it is common sense. Do not steal, do not kill. These are, these are things which are common sense. Every single person knows it. There's no reason to tell it over again. But the mere fact that it is told to us by Hashem in the Torah tells us that this is of great importance for us. So the Rebbe tells us why... So the Torah goes through a list of the different children sitting by the Seder and every person, God willing, will have the Seder. They'll see you in the Haggadah itself. When we speak of these things, there are the four sons. The wise son, his question is, what are these things? What are these edus, chukim, mishpatim? Why do we need these mitzvahs? And ed, I, sorry, I didn't explain what the edus and chukim are. Edus are things that are commemorations of the past. For example, Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim, and therefore we put on tefillin to remember the miracles that happened to us. We sit on sukkahs. We sit in a sukkah because that's what we were surrounded with in the desert. On Pesach, we eat matzah because that is a commemoration of the food that the Jews had to eat on the way out of Egypt. Now, the wise son comes over and says, what are these things to you? Why do we keep these mitzvahs? His question is, the Rebbe tells us, he is asking us, what is the concept of mitzvahs? Why do I need all three of these mitzvahs? And the answer is very simple. The answer which we give by the Seder is, We were slaves to Pharaoh in Egypt. This is the concept of prior to the exodus of Egypt, which means the preparation to the receiving of the Torah. Our life, our exile in Egypt is all a preparation and the exodus from Egypt was all a preparation to go to Matan Terah, to the giving of the Terah, where we received the Terah directly from Hashem Himself. And therefore we tell this wise son, you should know that these Eidos Chukim Mishpatim, all three of these mitzvahs, all represent something much greater. Albeit that you are in a situation of exile, you are confined in the lowest of the low, Nevertheless, there is this, this is all a preparation to lead us to the ultimate service of the fulfillment of Torah and mitzvahs, the receiving of the Torah. For every single day, we start our life anew. Hashem recreates the world every single second. And therefore, when the world is recreated, we obviously receive the Torah every single day. And therefore, the Chachamim tell us, the sages say, every single day, you should see the Torah as new. We're not going to get into the whole psychological aspect of what this means and how this changes the entire perspective of the world and a person's life. For every single person to understand that, wait a minute, you woke up in the morning and it's no connection to the day before. Yeah, hopefully our like Instagram page and our WhatsApp messages that we told somebody yesterday, uh, which could have embarrassed them or could have been mean to them, etc. God forbid. Hopefully that would have gone away as well, but unfortunately it doesn't. But the aspect is you are a new person, you are a different person, you have the ability to do something today, which you didn't do. Not only that, not only do you have the ability, you have the commandment to do that. You, you're supposed to, it's, Hashem is asking of us and telling us, today should be greater than yesterday. Today not only should be different, like the concept of new and improved, it's not supposed to be improved. It's supposed to be new. Improved means I have the same thing as yesterday. I'm just making it better. The Rebbe tells us and Hashem tells us, no, it is chadashim. It is new. Today is new. Every day from today and onward is going to be a new day. Therefore, take today as it's new and use that service that you have been working on 
all this this whole concept of avadim avadim this whole factor that you were a slave to Pare in Egypt, use that as your preparation to the reception of the Torah, where you are a new entity and a new being. And therefore, going through your day in a whole new perspective, a whole new vibe, and obviously with a much better feeling that you are able to continue your work, you're able to add in your work, and you have the not only the commandment, but also the ability given to you by Hashem to be able to do so. Hopefully you understood what I just said. Anyway, God willing in the future, I, I hope to go into detail on the concept of the search for Chametz, exactly how it works, where to search, but generally the way it works is you got to clean up the house uh, everywhere, basically make sure there's no Chametz all in gathered places where you will see it and you will find it throughout Pesach or that has to be closed away and covered. Prior to Pesach, it is of very, great, very, very great importance. If I don't get to it, I will say it now. That the Jew who has comments in his possession sell it to a non-Jew, or either he has he can just completely get rid of every single bit, bit of it, which is kind of impossible because you have shampoo and soap and, and deodorant that you actually have, which you want to keep after Pesach. You don't just want to throw away a brand new bar of soap or deodorant, which happens to be chametz or medications, etc. And therefore you sell it to the non-Jew, therefore you can have benefit of it and you can actually use it and even eat it after Pesach. So that is hopefully to come with Mashiach.